before we really jump into the prognosis for earnings seasons across healthcare, I just wanted to take some time to remind everyone of our key kind of our, kind of our key sector picks, uh, point out some near and long-term sector performance, and highlight some key themes in the space. Now, hopefully, on the slide deck in front of you is the Australian Coverage Universe that's up on the screen. Uh, most important slide deck, I would say, in this pack, um, really flagging our key picks from a really 60,000-foot view across our space. Now, being a defensive sector, it uh, really hasn't mattered much of the kind of this threat-studded, unpredictable start of the year. The sector is down 8% versus the broader market, down about 2.5%. Uh, we don't have to labor the uncertainty with the feds for rate hikes, high, historically high inflation rates, throw in some geopolitical tensions, fallout from distressed value chains. And let's not forget the pandemic overshadowing of the economy, dare I say, self-imposed. Uh, against this backdrop, a pre- preference is for really high-quality names. Um, that should be expected. Where COVID has really strengthened the business model or short increasing resilience um, or sitting on a strong capital position to weather any storm and see earnings upside potential. So on those names on this slide, we have circled and read those names. Let me just quickly touch on them because I said this is the most important slide in this deck. Medical device company Resmit did get marked down uh, coming off of a soft quarterly result a few weeks ago mainly on supply constraints and higher freight costs. Nothing really unusual there. It has quickly recovered. Good to see. Managed to put up double-digit product sales, strong demand, recovering patient volumes, all moving in the right direction. We do have some headwinds, though, supply and variability of freight. will continue near term, but we gain some confidence because management said the outlook is much stronger, expecting acceleration of industry growth up to 100 bips for quite some time. Growing patient volumes, backlog, um, of, of medical services and the adoption of digital health technologies, increasing the focus there. Um, so, and for let's not forget some um, uh, increased focus and some, some would say obsession on respiratory care and hygiene given COVID. Now, moving on to the service providers, a bit of a change here. We are leaning much more toward Helios in lieu of Sonic. Now, Sonic has been our top sector pick throughout COVID. Uh, as it was all about testing, testing, and more testing. It performed um, quite well, outperforming the market by nearly 30% since March 2020. Now, we did flag six months ago that we thought COVID would likely get worse before it got better on the emergence of variants. And, of course, PCR testing will continue to drive the stock higher. Now, that was despite the inevitable declining earnings trajectory off the back of multi-year COVID highs. Now, Omicron obviously has hit late November saw PCR testing hit all-time highs, 2.4 times more than the average last year. Now, January and February, the daily averages for testing are elevated on PCP, but they are coming down on a, on a sequential basis, as we expect. And antigen test- testing is increasing, obviously. Throw into the mix a U.S. Um, supplier reporting lower-than-expected volumes and a high PE growth sector out of favor. And I think we've missed the top, unfortunately, in this name for Sonic. But Helios? Um, also should benefit near-term from COVID testing. It's definitely not immune from the declining of PCR testing going forward, but we do see more upside. 200 bips of margin expansion from ongoing cost-out program over the medium term. That drives a 26% EBIT Hagar from 2019 to 2023. That compares to Sonic at 18% and does offer more valuation support than Sonic. Trading roughly below a market multiple of 15 times that's 30 to 40% below um, Sonic at 21 times, and that's a lot higher than the discount to Sonic historically, which runs at 10 to 15%. We're also going to keep our positive stance on the in vitro fertilization names, IVF names, Virtus and Monash. 
um, continued strength in cycle numbers there, even cycling high post-return of um, high highs from post-return of elevated surgeries after COVID, and the industry's fundamentals remain strong. For Virtus, um, we look at um, a bidding war, possibly. We have BGH Capital's punt at 710. That was trumped by CapVest at 760. The exclusivity period for CapVest, recall, ends next Friday. Wouldn't be surprised to see the offer sweetened or another punter lob a bid. So for positive on that name. For Monash, positive AGM. Flat, they really flag share gains and high-level patient inquiries. Points to a really solid earnings outlook for them. Turning to biotechnology quickly, we're still sticking with the Donnie Bramman of the space, DSL. Um, really in the crosshairs, I would say, in a perfect storm, down 17% over the past quarter. That's really an ongoing uncertainty around a full recovery in plasmic collections. But our channel checks indicate that things are improving, which is good, albeit the costs are going up faster. Not good, pressuring margins and earnings. Now, we throw into the mix their $4.5 billion placement to help fund a roughly $12 billion punt for the Swiss-based company Viper. Um, market's still trying to digest that. Um, and the sector is currently unloved. The share is trading 7% below that 273 placement price. Now, I think this is a case of throwing the baby out with the bathwater here. As near-term challenges with plasma collection aren't structural, the Vifar transaction we view as um, a, a positive, as CSL kind of getting another growth leg in a defensible specialty product portfolio, strong market positions and growth opportunities. And shares look attractive here. They're trading at 30 times. That's below their long-term average of 34 and at a five-year PE premium relative to the, the ASX, a five-year low, sorry, I should say, to the premium to the ASX 200 industrial. But I would just be waiting until the first half reporting next week before trying to pick this up off the bottom, as we expect that result to be a little soft. Um, now turning to healthcare technologies, we do prefer ProMedicus. This is a high-quality growth name. Obviously, has taken it on the chin during the sell-off across the space, down nearly 19% over the past three months, but does offer cutting-edge medical technology, long contract base to drive revenues across the who's who of the space and is leading that shift, the paradigm shift, we would say, in the industry is historically laggard in the IT adoption. Now, next slide, I'll run through these quickly. Sorry, James. This is looking at the sector performance, 12 months, lackluster, as you expect, underperforming the broader market by 10%. Um, really kind of followed the COVID-related gains that you expect. Did turn up off a strong um, fiscal 21 reporting season back in mid-August, and that was followed by a rapid rise in Omicron infections in November. So it did do better, but obviously it's taken a body blow post-Christmas on the sell-off of everything tech and growth-related. Next slide, James, thanks. This is looking at the next few years, sorry, what the prior few years had made. It's amazing how things have changed around so much. Um, it's complete opposite of what's happened two years ago. The sector was the bee's knees, returning 22 points above the market. Next slide, James. Adding more granularity to this performance, we see a lot of red on this sector. Uh, as you said, the sector's been on the nose, underperforming the broader market by 6 to 11% over the one, three, and six-month, 12-month period, um, even underperforming other safe havens of telcos, staples, and industrials over that time. However, we look at the beneficiary, COVID beneficiary trades, managed to eke out a performance on the year. ResMed, our key pick. Has up, is up, sorry, 30% over that time. So our testing companies, Sonic and Helios, up 11%. But only Resmond has been able to hold on to those gains over the last month with the market sell-down, outperforming the broader market by 5%. Next slide, James, sorry. Sorry, you keeping up with me? Sorry, I'm trying to run through this quickly. The valuation, 
On this slide kind of looks at the sector, obviously, out of favor. has he rated with those high PE names, as I pointed out. But valuation, it's hard for me to say. It looks attractive. It's always kind of expanded or excessive. Now, it looks attractive, trading 1% to 3% below its five-year um, PE on both a mean and absolute basis. Next slide, James. Now, I love this slide. This slide should be looking at the longer-term focus of the market, um, kind of bypassing the market's short-term sidedness. Um, market performs, sorry, sector has performed, um, outperformed the market by 80% of the time over the last 11 years on this slide. Best performing asset, asset class in the ASX, a CAGR of roughly 17% versus roughly 6% on ASX. Uh, really in the back of strong growth fundamentals and, and, and secular growth throughout the space. Next slide. Now, we believe these structural tailwinds will remain intact. And I put this slide up just to show the sector should regain favor, we believe, with investors, especially as the business cycle moves from the mid to late cycle stage. Next slide, James. So just keep some key thematics. I won't belabor this given the time, but I just wanted to touch on a couple of things. Yeah, 26 months and counting. COVID remains in the headlines, unbelievably. But thank goodness that it looks step by step that many countries from England to France, um, Ireland, Switzerland are easing their COVID restrictions amid hopes that Omicron wave may have passed its peak and the endemic phase can begin. Sweden even officially declared the end to all restrictions last Wednesday. I wish I could say the same for Australia, but certain, certain restrictions do continue and we will now need three COVID vaccine doses to be considered up to date with your shots. Now that is of last night, the government's immunization advisory um, body recommended everyone over 16 and older receive a booster three months after their primary course, um, or they'll be considered um, um, overdue if, that, if it goes more than six months. Um, now, no mandates were pushed through, which is good to see, except for aged care workers. Um, and the decision is really up to individual states to set their own rules. Now, we do have the Victorian Premier already saying that you need to be fully vaccinated for three doses. And the state may ban people from going to pubs, clubs, and restaurants and major events unless they are boosted. And this could apply to international tourists as well. Queensland Premier has already hinted that she may follow suit. I'm still waiting for the other premiers to see what they're going to do. I won't belabor the other key thematics on this slide, but they are important from um, enterprise imaging to hospital without walls. And a key focus on the space is diagnostics, international names, and, of course, the Aussie dollar kind of kind of keep front and center as we think the RBA will get more hawkish and move that dollar up higher, which is a headwind across the space. Now, last slide I have, James, hopefully you stayed with me. The reporting season. <laughs> um, yeah, very difficult to pick winners and losers here. A handful have reported guidance or given guidance. Um, all cycling hits due to the outbreak, obviously. Um, there's no really good consensus numbers, kind of wide variation amongst the analysts. Um, I'll, far be it for me to say, I'll, we believe a lot will be in line. Nonetheless, of the ASX 100 names, we do see upside in COVID testing for Sonic and Helios, as I already discussed. We're looking for strong results from IVF player Monash, as well as I also pointed out. Downside risk, um, COVID-induced headwinds. I did point out CSL. Cochlear is in that same boat. We look for picking up that stock below 190, which it did break through briefly last month, but looks good buying around those levels. And I'll put out Ramsey. Uh, we like the stock below 60. Thank you.